So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having fantastic days, and I'm super excited to do this episode today. We're talking about Jordan Peterson. I got to meet him in person. Uh, That was a really cool experience. And just a couple things that I learned from my evening. So, you know, I paid pretty good money to be at the event and uh, and to get a VIP ticket. And I, I don't want to give off the wrong impression here. It's not like Jordan and I sat down and we just had like a deep heart to heart conversation. Like it's a VIP event. You're meeting like a, a very well-known public figure. So um, it's not like I got to speak with him other than just a brief exchange when I got a picture with him. But we did get a couple of like VIP uh, and like more interactive Q&As with him and stuff. And I just, I learned so much. I learned so much, not just from what he said, but from what he was doing and the way he was doing it. And I'm going to try to explain that a little bit later on, but I'm, I'm excited. And, and, you know, I think that's the value of this podcast, hopefully, is I'm getting some pretty uh, cool experiences. I'm meeting some pretty interesting people these days. And I know that I'm, I'm very fortunate, you know, not everybody gets a chance to do some of these things, but I'm trying to just make these experiences accessible for you guys as well, you know, cause I think, um, I, I think they, they blessed me so much. I want them to bless you. So hopefully, um, there's something you can gain from them. And, and I don't think I'm anything special just so it's super clear. You know, I, I feel the same way about my friends that they're experiencing things that I could never experience. And that's kind of the beauty of being friends with them is I get to live vicariously through them. I get to learn through uh, through them or learn from them and, and you know, receive some of those gains from their experiences that I just could not, you know, have on my own. So this is there's a mutuality to this, but, um, you know, the podcast I'm really hoping does help you guys uh, just get some insights into some of these really unique experiences. So there's three things in particular that, that Jordan spoke about that I, I thought I would relate to you guys. And then I'm going to add a fourth thing of sort of like a major takeaway. Um, m- maybe I'll contextualize this just a little bit first. So Jordan Peterson is from Toronto, which uh, not everybody knows. Everybody in Toronto knows that. Obviously, we're super proud of it. But um, but he is he is a Torontonian. And he when he was releasing lectures online, which, you know, got him very popular, um, a lot of those lectures were actually recorded at the U of T, uh, at the University of Toronto. So, um, so cool little history there. He, um, the, the people that were at this event to see him were some of the nicest, friendliest people I've ever met in my life. And I was really surprised by that because obviously Jordan Peterson is very controversial and controversial people tend to attract radicals. And so I was expecting a lot of intensity and people to be really brash and abrasive. And that's where I sometimes I just don't, I don't fit in in these crowds, even though, you know, I like Jordan Peterson's messaging around, you know, men and masculinity and uh, the the values and virtues that he's sort of standing by. Uh, for the most part, I have a lot of alignment. And so I, um, I just thought it was fascinating that these people were so nice, so friendly, so excited. I mean, just having conversations where people were just excited to get to know me, you know, and it was so, it was just fascinating. So that was really cool and and just something I was pleasantly surprised by. 
Um, the other thing I was telling my wife is, you know, we were in a hall of about 3,000 people. And I thought, man, how many how many people do you know could rent out a hall of 3,000 people and just pack out the place just to hear them talk, right? Like, like music is very entertaining, right? Like, and and it, it engages the senses and it speaks to the soul. And it's kind of like a universal language. Like we can all understand, like 3000 is like small for a concert. If somebody's like really popular and mainstream, right? Like, you know, the Air Canada or the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto seats 19,000 people. That's where like your big names play. But to think that this guy can pack out a theater just, just from talking, it, to me, it was just absolutely fascinating. And really, it impressed me with just what he's built and what he's done. In the middle of his lecture, he did a lecture about truth. And so there was, you know, his his son did like a little opening um, set, you know, just playing some classical guitar stuff. Uh, very nice, very, very like nice calming music. His wife did a little 10-minute sort of prelude and told a bit of her story of finding God and all that. And then Jordan Peterson did a lecture for about 45 minutes. So this was all done kind of in the big group. And then the VIP stuff came afterwards. And what I'm about to share uh, is a mixture of what was taking place uh, in the lecture. Um, and the, they actually did a public, like a big group Q&A. And then they released everybody. And then the VIP people stuck around. And they did another Q&A after we all got our pictures and got to chat with Jordan a bit. So here are my, my three major takeaways from the night. The first is, um, he said this in the middle of his lecture, and his lecture was all about truth, and how do you know if something is true? And it was very interesting. Uh, I would say he's missing the biblical kind of uh, anchor in his explanation, his reasoning. But man, as far as like explaining that whole concept apart from the Bible, it's pretty pretty much as good as it gets. Like, he's, he's phenomenal. Um in the middle of his lecture, he started talking about addiction, and uh, part of his early career, his his research was in addictions. I believe it was substance abuse, um, not so much process addiction or behavioral addiction, but you know, still very relevant. And what he said, it, it was just a one-off comment, but I heard a lot of people in the audience resonate. You could kind of hear just the the nods and the mm-hmm when he said this, which was, the way people overcome addiction is by finding something better to do. Just a very simple statement, but I thought it was so interesting. And one of the things that I've been talking about on the podcast with you guys is the importance of vision, right? And having having purpose in your life and having things that you're striving towards that are at least in part motivating your recovery journey. It's incredibly impactful. It it can't just be, I need to quit this thing because it's bad for me. It, it, It should be, I need to quit this thing because there's something so much better for me when I do. And whether that better thing is vocational, familial, spiritual, social, uh, financial, you know, whatever it might be, having something better to do is is really um, the basis of overcoming addiction. And without that better thing to do, it's very hard. It's very, very hard to, to break free. The, the pain of the situation might catalyze or compel you early on to at least make some moves, but to actually keep the momentum going you need something better to do. So I thought that was great. Somebody asked him a question about casual sex and said, what do you think about, you know, society's bend towards casual sex and everything else? And his answer was just hysterical. Uh, He he just kind of ripped the whole concept apart. But what he said that I thought was so profound was he said, casual sex is an oxymoron. If people really understood what sex is, they would realize there's nothing casual about it. 
And I thought that was really, really smart. Now, again, when people say casual sex, what they're talking about is more like the frequency and the lack of commitment in a relationship. But what what he was saying is that that's not a thing. Like that, that the nature of sex is it is highly relational and it requires high degrees of commitment for it to be functional or healthy within a relationship. Now, again, through a biblical lens, it's not just that it requires high levels of commitment. It requires a covenant, right? It requires a covenant thing that we like to call marriage. But the whole point that casual sex is an oxymoron, I thought was really profound, a good way of putting it, and totally agree. The third thing, and and this was a, a really interesting one, and I'm doing another episode on this, I think, tomorrow. But he was asked about deep fakes and AI. And basically, someone had said, you know, what are your thoughts about the growth of this phenomenon? And he basically said it is one of the biggest concerns in in his own life right now. Um, or or not, sorry, not in his own life. It's one of the greatest concerns that he wrestles with personally um, on a pretty regular basis because he's convinced that the way AI is rapidly developing and some of the more insidious byproducts of its development, uh, maybe top of the list would be deepfakes, is going to cause anarchy in our society because it will become very difficult to know what is real and what is not. Now, if you don't know what a deepfake is, a deepfake is like, um, it, it, it's it's replicating somebody so accurately that you would you'd be convinced it was actually them. So it's an audio clip that the AI put together they, you know, they were able to scrounge the internet for the millions of pieces of data about Jordan Peterson uh, as an example, right? They, his voice and the stuff he would say. And then somebody is able to fabricate a video of him saying something that is completely contrarian to his actual viewpoints. But because it's his voice and it sounds just like him, you think it's real. It's like a deep fake where like it's very convincing. And he actually talked about how there have been deep fakes of him, you know, saying stuff out there and that kind of thing. Um, but but basically what he explained to us, and he actually, I think this was only shared with the VIP group, is the American Senate has actually invited him to defend um, or, or to explain or provide a case for legislation against deep fakes, or not legislation against deep fakes, but legislation against the use of AI and, and the development of this technology so that the people are protected. And he thinks it's it's absolutely critical at this juncture that we do it. Uh, I thought it was cool that that the American Senate was giving him a voice. He's also, you know, working on a, establishing a, a World Economic Forum that is sort of, uh, again, um, a an opponent of the current World Economic Forum that's, you know, wreaking a lot of havoc on our society. And um, I just, I love, I love what he's up to. I love what he stands for and I love what he does. The last thing that I wanted to add, so these these were things that I took away from the actual content, but the the thing that impacted me the most that I was sort of thinking about ad nauseum for probably the next two days was how firm he was in his convictions, and I felt a I felt a a, a degree of conviction, and I also felt a, a whole whack of inspiration just watching him speak with such conviction about the things that he is convicted about and passionate about. He he doesn't pull punches. He doesn't mince words. And granted, he's incredibly gifted linguistically, the way he's able to articulate himself and communicate a thought. You're, you're not going to meet a more articulate and expressive individual than him. But 
there's something to be said, not only because, you know, he, he had a viral clip about how men should be monsters, right? And how, how men should be standing up for themselves. They should be unapologetically bold and brave. And then they must learn to basically master it, right? And to learn when to use it, when not to use it. But we should not be these soft kind of pushovers. And I've said this to you guys before, but like even with our podcast guests, the people that we really want to have on the podcast are not the people with a powerful message, but the people that are living a powerful message. The people who embody their powerful messages. Those are the people that we want to have on here because you're going to learn from them the most. And Jordan Peterson just was that person. He embodies his message. He is a strong man. He's not an imposing figure by any stretch of the imagination, but he he also like is not afraid to stand up for what he believes in. And I think that's lost in our society. And, and I, I really commend him for it. And I was super inspired by it. And I hope that you guys are too. And I, I hope you take away some messages from, from this. If nothing else, um, the way people overcome addiction is by finding something better to do. And the world needs you. The world needs you with a backbone. We don't want a spineless version of you. We, if you become spineless, then you just look like all the other spineless people. The only way you stand out is by standing up. So, so find yourself. Um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. And I think, I think that's what the world is missing. And I, that was, for me was one of my big takeaways. So anyway, that's everything for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you are looking for some more help uh, getting for your pornography, we have a couple of different resources for you. But my favorite, the one I would love to see you on is Instagram. I'm posting there multiple times a day. Uh, we have just a bunch of conversations with lots of people pursuing freedom. And I know for a fact that you would uh, gain more from the content we have there. So uh, if you want us to sprinkle a little bit of positivity in your Instagram feed, Sathya Me Sam is the handle. The link is in the show notes. In the meantime, guys, I'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.